0: Good morning. Welcome to First General, Truman, Arkansas. Uh, Everybody here in the gym and all of y'all on Facebook and YouTube, we welcome you. Um, We're uh, just glad to be here today. It's a beautiful day to be in the Lord's house. and uh, Let's go to him in a word of prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to be in your house, Father, to worship you, to praise you. To give you glory for who you are, Father. We thankful for all the things that you do for us, all that you provide for us, and Father, we were so thankful for your grace and mercy um, that forgives us of for our sins when we ask for that forgiveness, Father. Father, we just uh, we lift up Brother Daryl this morning, he brings your message. We lift up our nation to you, Father, as we go through some still chaotic times, but Father, we know you're in control, and uh, we're so thankful for that. We uh, pray for our musicians this morning, our band, as they bring our song worship. And, Father, we just ask for uh, your help, your guidance, your wisdom as we go out into a lost world that we can share the love of Jesus Christ with somebody that doesn't know it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
1: I spin in vanity and pride. Caring not my Lord was crucified. Knowing not it was for me he died in Calvary. By God's word, it last my sin i So I assume. Hot to me, me.
2: darkness tries to roll over my bones, when sorrow comes to steal the joy I own, when brokenness and pain is all I know, no, I won't be shaken. place to hide i am not captive to the lies i'm not afraid to leave my past
3: We welcome you again to the Lord's house. If you are watching on online, we welcome you. And t- today, uh, we're kind of in between. We are in between. We finished the book of Luke and we plan to, the Lord willing, go to the book of Hebrews next. But today is communion at our church. And so if you have your Bible, let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and kind of the classic chapter on uh, Paul's... and god's instruction to paul to give to the church on on communion first corinthians chapter 11 we'll read 17 through 33 but i'm going to take it in uh pieces or in parts Uh, there's an outline of this on the back side of your announcements and a lot of this we're going to have on the screen uh I i gave up a few years ago preaching about the church okay i just Anyway, gave up on preaching about that and started just more concentrating on your relationship with Jesus. And uh, that works out better for me. But today, this is uh, Paul's instruction in this chapter to the church on due communion this way. And so, t- so today, is it will be more instruction to the church, how the church should act, how the church should be as they gather together and especially as they take take communion together. So what I want to do if you're in First Corinthians chapter eleven is take seventeen through twenty six and then one verse more, verse thirty three, and then we'll finish the second half of that. We'll take that in two parts. So read along with me, if you would, verse 17, Paul's instruction to the Corinthian church about when they gather together to take communion. Now, in giving these instructions, I do not praise you, since you come together, not for the better, but for the worse. For first of all, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you, and in part, I believe it. For there must also be factions among you that those who are approved may be recognized among you. Therefore, if when you come together in one place, it is not to eat—not to eat the Lord's supper. You're not doing it right. Uh, this is how you should do it. For in eating, this is what you, sh- you are. This is what you are doing. And then he'll go on to this is how you should do it. For in eating, each one takes his own supper ahead of ahead of others. And one is hungry and another is drunk. So it's a good chance for me to say, don't get drunk in church, okay? Those of you who have been getting drunk in church, don't, don't get drunk in church. One is hungry and another is drunk. What? Verse 22, do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and shame those who, who, have, who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I do not praise you, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread, and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Well pause right there. We'll read the second half of it here in a little bit. But we'll skip over to verse 33. He sums up, especially that first part, by saying, Therefore, my brethren, when you come together like this, when you come together to eat, take, take the Lord's supper. Here it is. Wait for one another. When you come together, wait for one another. The first part of the instruction was some of them at that time and I I know that the the situation is different it's not exactly we're not the specifics are different but they would come together and some would have a lot to eat and some would not have a lot to eat they were come to they come together in kind of a haphazard way and some who had more went ahead and ate and they were full and some who did not have so much they didn't have as much to eat and they weren't sharing with each other and they didn't wait for each other okay and so therefore the the last verse that we read when you come together wait for each other some in the church were rich and some in the church were poor some could uh, have a, a lot and and didn't share it and some didn't have much and didn't have much to share anyway and so the church was just all haphazard like that and therefore the instruction to us is to wait for each other. Divided into two parts, the first and the and the title of the, the whole thing is, Look Around You. But I wanna divide this into two parts. This first part I'm gonna title, Look Around You. And the second part, the se- second half is is Look Within You. And so the part, look, look Around You. The character of a society can be measured by how they treat the weakest among them. The character of a, of a society can be measured by how they treat the weakest among them. So I'm going to say, and I believe this, the character of a church can be, can be measured, can be decided by how it treats the weakest among them. Uh, just the fact, some churches, when you see what they're doing and, and you get the feeling, and some even say this, you're welcome here if you can keep up. You're welcome here if you can keep up. Well, I'm going to say to you, you're welcome here if you can't keep up. Okay, you're welcome here if you're faster than me, but you're welcome here if you're slower than me. And that was the instruction that Paul, because it was a haphazard church, just like all churches are. We have every, every type, and that's what we're supposed to do, have every type. We have every, have every age, and that's, what, that's, that's a great thing. But because of that, we're all at a different place, and we're all at a different speed, and we're all at a different strength. So instead of the character of a, of a society, I'm going to say the character of a, of a church can be measured by how they treat the weakest among them, OK? Having said that, is uh, we have a child. Is this an escapee, or does she know where to go? There she goes, OK. That really worked out quite well, because that goes right in with what I want to say. Don't worry, mom was watching the whole thing down the hallway. If you're watching online, you say, what's that all about? I'm sorry. Uh, you you have to be here in, in person to get that one. Okay. The character of a church can be measured by how we treat the weakest among us. The fast wait for the slow and the strong wait for the weak. It isn't about you're welcome here if you can keep up. It's about everybody's welcome here no matter who you are. Okay, here's the question. And this is going to make you uh, feel a little uncomfortable today, but I'm trying to get us to get into a habit here. I want you to think about this. If you're here in person, I want you to think about this. Who is the slowest person here today? And the And don't forget the title of this part is, Look Around You. Who is the slowest? I don't want anybody to answer. I don't want anybody to raise their hand. Who is the slowest person here today? I want you to think about that. Why? Because I want you to think about that every week. And I want you to think about that every time we come here. Every time we gather together, I want you to look around. I'm asking you to look around. And that's exactly, not in those words, but that's what Paul was trying to teach to teach that church. Look around you. You're coming together, and you're just going ahead and doing your thing and not caring what anybody else is, what their thing is. You're 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 just taking care of yourselves, not caring about anybody else. And Paul could have said to that church, look around you. Look around you. So look around you. Who is the slowest person here today? Now we've got some children in the nursery. They count too. In fact, that you know, that's where that where that child came from. I never forget. Years ago, way back, I'd only been here a year or two, and and somebody uh, a child escaped from the nursery, and we were in the sanctuary. And of course, the nursery is attached to the sanctuary by a door. I remember who it was. I'm not going to say who it was, but a child escaped from the, from the nursery, ran down the hall the aisle of the church I'm free, I'm free but the nursery worker came and caught it just before they reached the pulpit you know. who is the slowest person here today who is the weakest person here today who is the weakest person here to, to, today we wait for them we wait for them a little uncomfortable isn't it because you're looking around for the weak and for the slow and you know we're just not used to that we should be used to that. that's the problem really we're not used to that but we should be used to that so we come to church what we're doing is getting in a mindset and a culture of not uh, of a society but a but a church a culture of of the, the character can be measured by how we treat the weakest among us. So to do that, that means we've got to intentionally come to church and look for how can we help the slow? How can I help them? How can we help the weak? What can I do? Because there's a habit of of coming to church when we gather as a church, when we gather in person and getting into our seats and and the truth is COVID hasn't helped us there at all because the culture is get in our seat, stay in our seat, don't look around, don't do anything, stay in our seat. This is me, this is mine, this is where my family sits, this is where my clan sits, and we're going to take care of it. Me, mine, and there, there's a rhyme, me, mine, all four. Anyway, it's, it's just me and mine, and that's what I'm going to concentrate on. And that's exactly what was going on in the Corinthian church. And Paul said, I don't praise you for that. Instead of just going ahead and doing your own thing, wait for each other. So it's the, it's the culture, the habit, the personality of a church that, that looks around and sees the weaker and helps them up. And sees the slower and helps them along. Uh, Bill and Norma, if you're watching today, which you usually do, I think they'll probably watch sometime. Is Rick and Amanda here? I'm not seeing them right now. If Bill and Norma is watching, Bill and Norma, I'm, talking, I'm doing this for you. I'm going to use you as an example. Bill, Bill and Norma, when they come, park over here on this side. They park to as close to the door as they, as they can and uh, because it's hard for them to come to church it's It's slow for them to come to church. And I, I'm going to use them as an example because I know that they'll that, that they will appreciate it. I would never never embarrass them, but we ought to be lined up to help them. okay? We ought to be lined up to help them. And it should be a shame for us to watch always watch someone else help them when it could be me when it could be us well somebody else will do it yeah somebody else will always do it but that's not you know that's not who i want to be i don't want to be the guy that's always letting somebody else do it and there's a lot of others in the church there are the weaker and the slower And we're going to get on to talking about that a little bit more more too but we ought to be lined up to help each other we ought to be getting in each other's way to help each other i'm asking you that when you come to church in person look around who can you Help, you know, here's the thought. You you already know what I'm gonna, gonna say because I share this so often. It's we can become that person that says, I didn't get anything out of church today. You know why, right? Right? I didn't get anything out of church today. You know why you didn't get anything out of church today? It because because of that, that three letter word get, because you came to get. That's why you didn't get. Because you came to get. If you change that three-letter word or four-letter word, give, and then all of a sudden, I, I, I came to church to give today. I came to church to look look around me. Who can I help? Who can I give to? And it's amazing how God turns things around. And so in the giving, you start to receive. In the giving, you get. Now, that's not why we give But it's weird how that works. It's really cool how that works. It's spiritual how that works. It's Holy Spirit how that works. Then when I finally decide that I'm coming to the Lord's house, I'm coming to church to give, and then all of a sudden, I receive, I get. So who is the slowest? Who's the weakest? Look around you. Line up to help them. Now the second one, the second half, verse 27 on, therefore... Therefore, changing gears a little bit, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks, eats, uh, for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this re- reason, many are weak and sick among you and, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. And again, therefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, wait for each other. One day, that slowest, weakest person may be you. Okay? One day, that slowest, weakest person may be May be you. And so it is important how we treat each other. It really is. It's important how we treat each other. And not just because one day it might be me, but just the truth that is just a simple truth that causes me to stop and think, you know, I should stop and help because one day somebody, I'm going to need somebody to stop and help me. And this part here is examining ourselves and we always try to take some time to uh, to do this before we take the juice and take the bread because that's exactly what the scripture tells us to do before you take it before you go through this examine yourself look at yourself and now you know we talked about looking around you but now this part is now look within you God, is there anything in me that needs to change? Is there something you're trying to talk to me about? Is there just whatever? God, whatever it, it is, is there something in me that needs to change? And that's where we come to ridding yourself of self. Where I can come to church or just in my everyday life, just stop always focusing on me. It's always focusing on me. And start looking outward. And today may be the day where you can honestly say, you know, that's what I need to do. That's part of really the the key in a life change for me is stop always looking in. Start looking out. Ridding yourself of yourself. I think that's going to be a lifelong adventure, but it's got to start somewhere. Lord, help me to stop just so obsessed with myself and help me to start looking out for someone else. If you're watching online, we're very glad that you have done that and we're going to uh, take we're, we're going to stop here. and then we, uh, those of us who are in person, we're going to take the bread and the juice and uh, so anyway, glad that you've come and, or glad that you've watched. And uh, may God richly, richly bless you.